Some of us are grumpy because there's so much evil in the world and we start spending our whole life looking at the evil rather than looking at the shepherd who protects us from evil. I'm going to say that again just in case you missed it. I think the reason so many of us are grumpy is we're so busy looking at what we see as evil in the world that we don't look at the God who protects us in the midst of it. Where are your eyes today? The world demands your attention with its bad news and doomsday predictions. But you've got a choice. You could walk through that valley with your eyes fixed firmly on your shepherd who protects you all along the way. Pastor Daniel is teaching through the 23rd Psalm today and reminding you and me that the Lord is your shepherd and mine. You don't have to be grumpy. You have a shepherd. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Psalms chapter 23 as he continues his message, Song of the Shepherd. What do you want today? What is the thing that you're like, I will be happy when I get this thing? See, when I read this, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many of us can truly say that that's true for our life. What's funny is that in first service and now, nobody's like jumping out at me. I can't. No. Why? Because we live in a world that says, if I get this next thing, then I'll be content. And what we learn from this verse is that if the Lord is your shepherd, he has truly taken care of everything. He has satisfied every longing of your soul. But what is the problem for us? There's an old saying that says, you'll know that the Lord is all you need when the Lord is all you have. Have you ever heard that verse or that, or that idea? You know why that idea is hard for us? Because for none of us is the Lord all we've ever had. Not for one of us. Not one of us. Like, all I've ever had is the Lord, so I don't need anything else. We all live in a culture. I mean, our economy is based on us always buying the next thing, always accumulating the next thing. It's good to have a TV, but you need 1,021 channels, even though you can only watch one at a time. Unless you have one of those split panel screens, you watch four at a time. Right? Oh, but you need it with HD, and you need it with this, and if you get direct TV, you get this and that. And before you know it, we're always like, the next thing. Oh, yeah, it'll be really good when I have the no wires on my... TV, God forbid someone sees wires at your house. (laughs) You know what I'm talking? And so the thing is, is we know what we realize? If the Lord is truly your shepherd, it completely changes your relationship with all these wants that we have. It's not that we don't enjoy these things, but these things are not defining. But even I say that, isn't that a challenge? If we're honest with who we are. There's always the next thing we want. If I get that... Promotion is not a bad thing. If I get married, if I have kids, if I can just get rid of my spouse somehow and get a new one, you know, there's all these things that we do to say, I just want that. But know what you really find? If the Lord is your shepherd, you find that he actually provides everything that you need. And that's what these verses mean, that the shepherd provides. The shepherd provides. The Lord is my shepherd I have it all taken care of. I, I'm not in want. 
Notice all these pictures. He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. See, all of this is about the provision of God. Because it's personal, the Lord looks out for you. He looks out, he takes care of you. I mean, that picture of here, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Now, I've never tended to sheep before, like literally, but there was a great book that came out a number of years ago by Philip Keller called The Shepherd's Look at Psalm 23. It's a little book. You ever want to read a good little book? It's a beautiful book because he was a shepherd and he took care of all these sheep. And he explains how all of these verses in Psalm 23 relate to the actual act of shepherding. And the idea is, is that a sheep, if you put a sheep... In a field that has no grass, they'll still eat the dirt. And so a shepherd putting a sheep in a green pasture speaks of a place where there is plentiful food. Right? So it says, I'm not in want. He leads me in a green pasture. He puts me in a place of plenty where I have all that I need. He leads me beside what? Still waters. Now you think about still waters as a place of peace. So he puts me in a place where... I'm at peace with things. How many of us today, life is challenging and need to find that place of peace? You know, you talk about the eye of the hurricane, how that in the middle of the storm, it's a natural principle, there's this place of quietness. How many of you saw the day after tomorrow? You sinners. No, I'm just kidding. But there's that movie and there's this big superstorm and right in the center of it, even though there's all this crazy weather and all this stuff in the center of it, it's totally beautiful, sunny. See, when the Lord is your shepherd, it doesn't mean that everything's going to go easy. It means that in the midst of a life full of calamity, there is a sweet spot that is peaceful because he leads us beside still waters. I love that. Or quiet waters, it could be translated. I love, he restores my soul. How many of us today need restoration of our souls? That life is hard. We start to get frayed on the ends because things just don't seem to go right. Things just seem to be all wrong. But there's the Lord, the shepherd who provides, who brings restoration, renewal, and encouragement. I love this. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. This is a powerful reality. Now, if you've been in church for any length of time, you've heard about the idea that we are justified by faith. The idea is that we are declared righteous by faith in Jesus. What that means is that for a person to be right with God, you need to receive the gift of righteousness that comes only from Jesus. You failed, I failed, everyone's failed except for Jesus. And we love that doctrine because it's biblical. The Bible says that you can't work your way into God's good graces. Why? Because you've already done enough wrong to keep yourself out of it. And that's true for all of us. So the most kind, benevolent, compassionate person in here, you've still totally failed, and so have I. So we are declared righteous before God by believing in Jesus, right? But then, from believing in Jesus, what Sometimes as churches we don't do it because we want you to put your faith and trust in Jesus. We forget to tell you that the rest of your life, because you've been declared righteous, now Jesus wants to lead you on the path of righteousness, which is living out, putting legs on the rightness of who God is. 
You realize that when you get saved, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, that's the beginning of the road that now you walk every day. And we say it here that we want to simply respond to Jesus. Why? Because at every moment, God wants to lead us on paths of rightness. Each one of us have a million opportunities every day to be shady, to be dishonest, to not be generous, to withhold love. To be all these things. We all have infinite opportunities to do that. But following Jesus, once we are right with God, justified, then we start the process of growing in grace. And I love this because the shepherd, he wants to lead us on paths of righteousness for his own sake. Are you responding to Jesus by traveling the path of righteousness that he has opened up for you? So much of the Christian life is obedience to say, I'm not going to do what comes naturally. I'm going to swim upstream because I believe my shepherd is saying, go this way. But it's so easy to give in to our own grooves in our heart that say, I'm just going to live my own way. But I love that he doesn't just, Jesus doesn't say, go that way. Well, I'm over here having a latte. Jesus says, look, I'm going to lead. Come on, let's go. Let's go. We're going to go. I blaze the path for you. Why? Because the shepherd provides. When I think of the shepherd providing, I think of Philippians chapter 4, verse 16, when it says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I love that verse. And that verse in context The Apostle Paul is commending the Philippians for their financial generosity. He's saying, you've given, my God will supply all your riches in glory, according to the riches that are in Christ Jesus. See, the shepherd is not only personal, but he provides in so many ways. Now look what happens in verse 4. Because it's all honky-dory, right? And then all of a sudden, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You might be like, oh, this is great. I'm going to put my faith and trust in Jesus. I get still waters. I get green pastures. I get soul restoration. Yeah, I'm in. And then he says, yay, and though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. See, for a shepherd and in Israel, there would be mountains and valleys. And the idea of the shadow of death, not only does it speak about the reality that life could be over at any second, which David knew right well, he was stalked by King Saul. You can read chapters in 1 Samuel about David hiding out in caves and pretending to be insane so he can join the Philistines so that they would protect him from King Saul. So David lived with the reality that death was at the doorstep, but it's also the perfect picture of uncertainty and darkness. And you can imagine sheep being led by a shepherd, having green pastures and still waters, and then going down the sides of a mountain into a a valley that was dark and foreboding. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now we learn that the shepherd protects. The shepherd protects them. Now notice, they're in the valley of the shadow of death. But what does he say? I'll fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. See, I think some of us are grumpy 
Because there's so much evil in the world and we start spending our whole life looking at the evil rather than looking at the shepherd who protects us from evil. I'm going to say that again just in case you missed it. I think the reason so many of us are grumpy is we're so busy looking at what we see as evil in the world that we don't look at the God who protects us in the midst of it. Don't forget, if you ever are worried, just read the end of your Bible, the last three chapters. You know what you find in that? Jesus wins in the end. That's what the end of our Bible say. And so we need to live today based on the reality that we already saw Sports Center. Whoever wins World Cup, we're going to know it in a second. And you can watch the game for free later as it's DVR'd online. And you can just watch it. You already know who won. Now, you might say that makes the game a little boring, but it's always good to know that you're on the winning team, isn't it? It doesn't make us haughty or proud, but I think the reason so many of us fear and struggle is because we forget that God is God. So he says, look, I'm not going to fear any evil because you're with me. And then he says this crazy verse, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, what's interesting is shepherds in, in that day and today, they carried two, two instruments. One was a rod and one was a staff. The rod was to control the sheep and the staff was to protect them from the outside. That teaches us something. One of the things the shepherd does is he protects us from ourselves. And he protects us from the dangers that are outside of us. Now think about that for a second. Let's look at the idea of God protecting us from ourselves. When was the last time you woke up in the morning and you said, I'm my own worst nightmare? Yeah, none of you, right? You didn't wake up and say that this morning. When did you wake up and say, I am my own personal Judas? I'm my own problem. Do you realize that? See, Satan can't do anything to you. All Satan can do is cheerlead you to be who you want to be outside of the grace of God. See, we're so busy looking outward at all the issues that we don't take the time to look inward and say, I'm my own Judas. I betray myself. Everything that I think and feel is not a good thing. I am a sheep who is prone to wander. I'm prone to get away from the Lord. And I'm here to tell you, you're your own worst nightmare, and I'm my own worst nightmare. I got way more to deal with just here rather than looking at, oh, there's evil here and this and that. and Oh, the government and this government over here and the, the Illuminati. Some of you guys are into that all stuff. You know, it's like, woo, you know. We are the problem. You, you personally and me, we're the problem. And the shepherd has the rod of correction. Now, Philip Keller tells us, that when a sheep would stray from the flock, and you know Jesus said that if one sheep strays, he leaves the 99 together, he goes gets the one. Shepherds would tell you that what they would do is a shepherd who loved his sheep, who strayed, knowing that if he strays, he's going to get picked off. It's just a matter of time. Because you know what happens when you find a sheep in the wild? If a predator finds it, you know what he thinks? Mmm, lunch. Sheep are not strong on their own. So you know what a shepherd would do? He'd take his rod and he'd break the sheep's leg. And he would put the sheep on his shoulders. Now, does the shepherd break the sheep's legs because he hates the sheep? No, because they would tell you that a sheep who's got his leg broken by the shepherd, once it heals, never strays again. Because the shepherd loves them enough to correct them. See, the shepherd needs to protect you and me from ourselves. And sometimes the shepherd has to do it by breaking our legs because we stray. Not because he hates us, but because he loves us. Because he knows that Although a broken leg will hurt for a time, death is an eternal reality. 
And the shepherd will say, look, I need to not only protect you from yourself, that's why I got this rod to control you, to help hem you in, to correct you. But I also got this staff because the shepherd realizes that there are enemies on the outside who are lurking to try and pick us off. And a good shepherd will use that staff to kick some butt. And I did say butt in church, I did. And you think about David, the great shepherd, he talks about him taking on a lion, him taking on, can you imagine what that would have looked like on YouTube? Like there's all this sheep and then there's David. You know, and he's like, wow. I was, we, were, we were in Lake Tahoe, and there's all these bear lords. And I was like, what are you going to do if there's a bear? I'm going to knock that bear in the nose. But you can imagine if there was really a bear there, what would I do? I'd probably run skittish. <laughs> Grab my kids, go, 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 you know. But it's like a shepherd protects you from yourself and also from what's outside. And listen, I'm sure there's some of you in here, God has warned you about things that you are toying with. Not internal things, outside things. And you're still messing around. Some of you, you need to run back to your shepherd right now. Because God has warned you that you're playing with fire and you're not listening. And God loves you enough. Listen, you'd rather him break your legs than to give you over to what you want to do. But I'm here to tell you, he loves you enough to want to protect you. He loves you enough to want to protect you. It says here, I'll fear no evil, you're with me, your rod and your staff. They're comforting because God is saying, I want to comfort you by protecting you from yourself, protecting you from what's outside. So it's personal. The shepherd provides. The shepherd protects. Now in verse 5, there's a new picture. We've moving from shepherd, and now we're going to see God as a banquet host. Because look at what it says, verse 5. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. So now we have that the shepherd prepares. I love this. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So for David, he's saying, look, I have enemies, but the shepherd prepares a table for me. Now, I know what's cool about this idea of the, the banquet host is that, isn't that what the communion table is? It's a fellowship meal. Really, it's the, it's the marriage supper of the lamb. It's the reality that Jesus is real. And God has prepared this table. And, he, and it's saying here that God has invited us to this banquet. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. It's saying that no matter what's against you, there is a seat at God's table for you. And it says then, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Now, those are all pictures of abundance. That's what they are. You anoint my head with oil. Now, back in the day, when you would go to someone's house, they would anoint your head with oil. And the oil also was mixed with fragrances and perfumes. And really what it is, is so that when you're at dinner, they want you to smell good. And praise God for that, right? It's not, it's not a bad thing. And so the idea is, is that when you get to someone's house, you would have traveled, it's hot, it's, it's humid, you're in the desert, and they would anoint your head with oil so that you were presentable there. Now, you guys know that oil in the Bible is a picture of what? The Holy Spirit. You anoint my head, you empower me with the Holy Spirit. And then it says, my cup runs over. And if there was ever a day that I wish that I read the King James Bible from the pulpit, it's right now. Because... My cup runs over sounds good, but my cup runneth over sounds profound, doesn't it? The idea here is God has filled up our cup and it is abundant. See, the shepherd wants to prepare a place setting for you where you have everything that you need. In the presence of your, your cup is overflowing, 
overflowing. It talks about this in Isaiah chapter 25. Verses 6 to 8, and in the mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of well-refined wines on the lees. And he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. You see what he's saying? He's saying, look, I have a banquet table for you. It's going to be abundant and I am going to conquer all the tears and all the reproach of my people on this earth. That's powerful, isn't it? That the Lord prepares a table for you if you would but pull up and take your place at the table. And then finally, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Not only is it personal, not only does the shepherd provide, not only does the shepherd protect, not only does the shepherd prepare, but now we have the shepherd preserves. The shepherd preserves. Look at this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I love this goodness. When you think about goodness, you think of all that is good, all that is right. And mercy, that word mercy, is actually the Hebrew word hesed, which either means loving kindness, or some of your translations have covenant faithfulness. It's saying that God's goodness and God's commitment to you as a person will follow you all the days of your life. Not that it's going to be like your rear guard, like kind of following you around, like a kind of a weird kind of stalker. It means that it's going to be present in your life all the days of your life. And then it says, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord, what? Forever. See, if the shepherd is personal, if it's Jesus is personal to you, and if God is providing for you, and he's protecting you, and he's preparing a table for you, then it says that God is going to preserve you, and you're going to be a piece of furniture in his house forever. Now, I know it's like a bummer. Like, I don't want to be a piece of furniture, Lord. But I'll be honest with you. You do want to be abide in this house forever. You do want to be a piece of furniture in the house of God. You want to be with him forever perpetually listen to psalm 121 verses 7 and 8 the lord shall preserve you from all evil he shall preserve your soul the lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore he will preserve you he will preserve you he will preserve you now i don't know about you don't you want jesus to be your shepherd Today, Pastor Daniel showed us through Psalm 23 that God provides, protects, prepares, and preserves. He has provided everything we need. He protects us from harm, even in the valley where things look uncertain and dark. He prepares a feast for us. He fills our cup, and it's abundant. And God preserves us in goodness and mercy for all the days of our life. And in the end, he brings us into his house. Hey, everybody, Pastor Daniel here. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. 
I'm so stoked you're a listener of Jesus is Real Radio, and I know Jesus has amazing plans for you. I'd love to hear the story of how God's working in your life. Give us a call here at Jesus is Real Radio at 360-256-4655 or email me at real at danielfusco.com. We're so glad we can be a part of your life through the ministry of Jesus is Real Radio. Would you like to be a part of what we're doing? We would like to ask that you prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner of this program. Your contribution, no matter the size, will be used to reach people with the gospel message. Find out more at JesusIsRealRadio.com. Just click on Give. Thank you for partnering with us. Make sure to tune in again as Pastor Daniel will continue through his series, Songs of Summer, with a peek into the heavens. We will gain a whole new perspective as we enter heaven with John and watch the worship that happens there continually, day and night. The book of Revelation lifts us out of our earthbound state and shows us the perspective from heaven. Next time, we will learn what worship looks like in heaven. There's more to come from Pastor Daniel's series called Songs for Summer. Please glance at the clock right now and make plans to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.